Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 124. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I am very excited because today I have a new toy in my hand, a new piece of technology. Do you have the new iPhone 4? Well, we're going to talk about it today in Help I Got a Mac. Alrighty, well, I am very excited today because yesterday, a day early, I received my iPhone. That's right, a day early. By the way, um, Chris Biting is not in studio today. I am hoping, I am hoping that he will be here on the phone here shortly. Uh, he is actually, last report was he was in the Apple store getting his iPhone. So uh, it looks like I'm going to be here by myself for the most part, although I probably will be taking a couple of your calls. We're going to talk to at least somebody who spent the night in the streets of Cincinnati outside of the Apple store. But I want to tell you a story about about the iPhone here. Now, of course, uh, what happened is uh, Chris and I were going to actually go and and record we were going to kind of do something special from the line at the apple store and when they opened up the ability to go in and reserve your phone and and or and or do your pre-order as we reported last week there was a huge fiasco i mean it literally took me hours and hours and hours of trying to get my phone reserved so that i could make sure that when i got at the store i'd be able to pick one up well, after, you know, probably after about three or four hours of going back to try this over and over again, I decided, you know, I'm not going to do this. I, I, I'm not going to reserve. I'm going to pre-order one. By golly, if I can get in there and I can actually make this thing work, I am going to actually pre-order it. So I ended up pre-ordering the iPhone 4. And uh, it was going to be delivered to me on Thursday, June 24th, 2010, which of course is today. And the only thing that bothered me about that was the fact that I might possibly have to wait until 4.30 in the afternoon to get my iPhone. And and I hated that idea because I it, it, just, it just drove me crazy. But you know what? I, I, there were two things. Number one, I wanted to make sure I definitely got one. And number two... I didn't really want to ha- have to miss, you know, the the beginning of the day here on a Thursday. I wanted to make sure that we were here for the live podcasting. So, with that being said, I went ahead and did the pre-order. Well, get this. On June 20th, just 4 days ago, I received an email from Apple, and it says Check this out. Dear Cliff Ravenscraft, we are pleased to inform you that your iPhone has shipped. 
please check below for your confirmed delivery date. If you're ordered more than one one item, it may be shipped separately. And so, of course, it you know the email has the little thing. It says you can click here to track your shipment and all that stuff. It's really really cool. Uh, and and I went over there, and of course, what does it say? It left Hong Kong, and I've been following it, and it got all the way to Erlanger, Kentucky, and was sitting in a sorting facility, is what the last update had said. And and all of a sudden, on the 22nd, just two days ago, I got an email from Apple, and it says this, Dear Apple Store Customer, You recently received a shipment notice from Apple advising you that your iPhone has shipped. This email is to confirm that your delivery will occur on June 23rd. Although Apple and FedEx tracking information may currently indicate a later date, you can check the FedEx website in the morning of June 23rd to track the shipment of the package to your doorstep. In the event that you will not be available for delivery on June 23rd, you may it may be convenient to use our pre-signed delivery option by visiting the order status website. So I get this email from the Apple store telling me I'm going to get my phone a day early. A day early. I cannot tell you how excited I was to hear that. So, so I mean, it's, it, it's like Christmas here. Uh, every, every time there's a new Apple product that you get your hands on, it's like Christmas. I feel like a kid again. Uh, but anyway, so I, I I get this email and I'm like, this is so exciting. And I, I'm starting to listen to like MacBreak Weekly and, and sure, they're talking about it. Some of them think this was a mistake. Some of them don't. And I'm like, don't put any doubt in my mind. I just want to just please let this thing come on the 23rd. Um, and so so I wake up on the 23rd. I'm doing my work and all this stuff. And and lo and behold, I see Allison and Columbus tweeting out that, oh, I just went to the FedEx site and it's it's on the truck for delivery to my house. And and I go to the FedEx site and it says sitting in the sorting facility, estimated delivery date, June 24th. I'm like, oh, my heart sunk. And and then uh, and then all of a sudden I see, you know, Allison, hey, it's here, it's here. And I go back to the FedEx site and it says sitting in the sorting facility, estimated delivery June 24th. I'm like, my heart sunk even deeper down into my chest or into my gut. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, no way. And then she's like, and, and then I see activated from Allison L. I'm like, come on already. Stop it. This is horrible. And 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 then I go over to the FedEx site. Estimated delivery, 24th, sitting in the sorting facility. And so I'm like, okay, n- no big deal. And matter of fact, I, I sit there and I sent out a Twitter message saying, you know, my my iPhone is sitting in a sort of sorting facility less than a, a mile from my house. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm literally looking at the FedEx FedEx website, looking for the phone number. I'm not kidding you. I'm looking to see if I can find a phone number where I can call them and come and pick it up. I mean, I was going to do anything in my power to go and pick this thing up. While I'm looking for the phone or phone number, the doorbell rings and everybody in the house says, Cliff, Cliff, dad, dad, your phone's here. And so even though the FedEx uh, site said that it was sitting in the sorting facility, they must have forgot to scan it when they left the, the warehouse. Um, the phone was being delivered at my doorstep while I was looking for the phone number to call them to see if I can beg and plead and and bribe somebody to come let me pick it up. So I 
have in my hands the brand new iPhone 4. And I want to tell you, I am so excited about this phone. Now, there are a couple things uh, that I want to... Uh, and Allison in the chat room is saying that the FedEx site crashed later uh, during the day. So I, I can imagine that, let me tell you. Um, but anyway, a couple. I want to give you my uh, couple a couple thoughts here. First and foremost, I want to encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com. If you're listening to this, go to podcastanswerman.com. And in fact, let me just make sure... Um, I'm going to actually rename the the short URL of this to iPhone 4. And let me just click OK. And then I'm going to go down here and update. So if I go, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone the number four, so podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone 4, you will see my initial reaction to to this device. And what I did is I actually uh, just shared my initial thoughts about the, you know, whether or not it's worth upgrading from certain phones and, and stuff like that. And I also recorded three videos. I recorded one video testing the front facing camera. And uh, I really want to say that I enjoyed the I enjoyed the front facing camera. The one thing I don't like about it is that it's not widescreen format. That kind of blows. But outside of that, the video quality is really good. And I love the fact that I can actually see whether or not I'm in frame. Um, and so so the front-facing camera is going to be very nice to use, uh, you know, just recording stuff from the field and putting uh, videos up on YouTube. And by the way, I recorded that on my phone and uploaded it straight to YouTube. Super fast processing. It, it's really cool. All right. Then I wanted to test out the 720p camera and uh, the, the HD version of it. So I'm sitting there pointing this thing at myself, thinking that I'm right in the center of the frame. No, I'm way off to the left, which is, again, one of the reasons why I don't like not being able to see myself. Uh, but it, it, it did do the widescreen for me, as I had desired. And uh, to be honest with you, the, the video quality, I mean, is is pretty good. Uh, but I think it's pro- it probably had most to do with the fact that my face was up close and the my bulletin board with all the postcards and feedback and all that other stuff is is way back in the background and it kind of just looks blurry and I think it's probably because it's focusing on my face um, and stuff like that. So anyway, the video is pretty nice there as well. Here is what is amazing though. I really want you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone 4 and I want you to take a look at the video test that I did using the video camera with the light at in a dark place. Now, I did go into a quote-unquote undisclosed room in my home. <laughs> you can imagine, let's just say the smallest room of the house typically, uh, and it's one where you could close the door and it'd be completely dark. There's no windows in that room. Tip, well, some people have windows in this room. But anyway, down in my studio, uh, there's no window in this room. Complete black darkness. I turned on the video light, that little LED light, and I'm thinking, this thing's not going to be a great flash. This thing's not going to be a great video light. Uh, But I was wrong. It is an awesome flash. It is an awesome video light. And if you don't believe me, go to podcastanswerman.com slash iPhone 4 and watch the third video at the bottom where I actually record in a room that is completely pitch black 
And in fact, you can see just fine, although I can see that while I've lost weight, I still have a little bit of a chin down there, a little bit of extra on the chin and the cheek area. Need to work on that, which I am, by the way, third third day in a row this week that I've ran a 5K, so pretty excited about that. But anyway, uh, that's the whole nother podcast. Check out pursuingabalancedlife.com. Shameless plug right there. Uh, but anyway, I actually, during that video, I turn off the light while I'm recording video and it goes completely pitch black and then it comes back on. You can check it out. It's really cool. So so my my initial feelings about the iPhone, as you can tell by the tone of my voice, I'm extremely excited about this thing. Now, um, since I wrote that blog post yesterday, I took this thing out and I want to just say I took it out. I took it out while I went for a walk um, and I used the RunKeeper application, which is great because the RunKeeper application uh, allows me to track, you know, the walks that I do or the runs that I do and all this other stuff. And and it's great. Uh, but the problem is, is I, I never really used it that much because on my iPhone 3G, my GPS unit ever since iPhone OS 3.0 and above, it completely hosed the reception of my GPS. It, it just completely did not work. Um, well, I mean, it would work, but I mean, it would take forever and then it would be very inaccurate and, and it would kind of come, the reception would come and go. Uh, it was just really, really awful. And so I was hating my 3G like you would not believe ever since then. Um, and so this thing, the GPS, believe it or not, works. It is awesome. It works great. In fact, it's very, very, very accurate as far as where I am, especially when you look at it on Google Maps. It, it, it is like my iPhone 3G used to be when I first got it, only better. All right. So the the th- the GPS in this thing works amazing. Now, the cool thing is that it has multitasking. Now, some people will argue whether or not it's true multitasking. I don't, I'm not going to listen to the arguments because, you know, I'm not going to get another phone that does true multitasking. It's just not going to happen right now. Um, and, and that's what it is. I love my iPhone. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had a love-hate relationship with it back in the, uh, about a year and a half ago when I was having some issues with AT&T and their service here in Cincinnati, they put in a couple extra towers. We're all good now. All right. But it wasn't the phone's fault or was it? Uh, But anyway, the situation though, is that I love my iPhone and I love the multitasking. Now, Stephanie's favorite feature of the multitasking is that she can now put Pandora on and she can, she can leave that application to go check Twitter and send out a Twitter message and she can check her email when it comes in and take a phone call. And, and when she hangs up, it, you know, resumes the music of her, of her Pandora. And she loves that. And by the way, it's very awesome that iOS 4 does work indeed on Stephanie's 3GS. Now, I gave, I gave Megan my iPhone 3G. Now, uh, and, and by the way, my, my son, Matt, my, my daughter Megan's 10. She's got the iPhone 3G now. My son, Matt, okay, my, what did I just say? Okay, my daughter Megan is 10, has iPhone 3G. My son, who is eight, Matthew, has the original iPhone. Uh, now, so so basically what I did is I went ahead and updated to 4.0 software on Megan's iPhone 3G. Now, of course, it does give her the ability to do the folder options, to, to put you know, group icons together and stuff. 
And I'm sure that there's probably a couple other features that that are in iPhone 4 that she's going to be able to take advantage of. But she doesn't get the multitasking and all the, those other things. Um, uh, Stephanie, however, with the 3GS, she does get the, you know, she she gets a benefit. She gets the benefit of everything minus the hardware additions of the front facing camera and the higher quality video slash, uh, you know, regular still camera and and the actual flash itself. So so Stephanie gets pretty much most of the and of course the faster processor, but everything other than the hardware upgrades, Stephanie has advantage has the same advantage. So she can do the, you know, tap to zoom and all that other stuff. But my favorite thing is that now not only does my GPS work, the Runkeeper has upgraded uh, their software and I went in and tested it last night after the upgrade came through. And this is what I love about this. I can actually turn on RunKeeper and have it start tracking. I can then leave that application running in the background. And then I can tweet. I can actually go and listen, you know, change from one audiobook over to another. I can, you know, take pictures. I could actually do, I, I'm, I believe I should be able to actually be out on a run or a walk and I should be able to have it tracking via RunKeeper Pro and then actually shoot a YouTube video of myself. Uh, you know, just short, shoot a short little one and a half, two or three minute YouTube video. I should be able to then upload, you know, you know, upload that to YouTube and then continue, you know, while that's uploading to YouTube. Now, I'm not sure about this yet. But while that's uploading to YouTube, I think I might have to wait till it's done uploading to YouTube and then go back to my music or audiobook or whatever. But once I'm done with that, after I'm finished playing around, while I'm still running or walking, it's it's actually still got the GPS and, and it's still tracking all the data, average miles per hour, all that other stuff. Totally awesome. I love it. I am very excited about the iPhone 3G or the, I'm sorry, the iPhone 4. The, uh, the, Dave is in the chat room. He's asking, is the video quality equal to your Kodak? Um, so far, I'm, here's the deal. I have not pulled video straight off of the iPhone just yet and brought it over to my desktop to compare, you know, raw footage to raw footage. Um, so, so far, all I've seen is the YouTube encoded uh version of it so again it is it's compressing it for the uh, for youtube and so it's hard for me to judge that just yet um i will let you know in future episodes of this and probably podcast answer man to let you know whether or not um that is the case but for right now i'll just reserve judgment until i get that um, as far as the Kodak ZI-8, I think it's probably, you know, the, the still huge benefit of the Kodak ZI-8 camera, HD camera, is that it's got the audio input. Uh, but then again, I'm wondering if you can, I, I think you could probably do audio input with your iPhone. I have to test that one as well. Good, good point. Okay. Anyway, that, yeah. So iPhone 4, absolutely love it. Um, here's, here's my opinion. If you have an iPhone 3G, if not the GS, but if you have an iPhone 3G, definitely upgrade because I think pretty much anybody who has an iPhone 3G and has had it for more than a year uh, or at least a year, you should be eligible for the 199 pricing, okay, uh, for the th- for the iPhone 4. 
it is definitely worth upgrading. Hands down, worth upgrading. The the camera and and all the other features, the faster processor, all, the multitasking, which is not going to be available to you with the OS uh, 4 upgrade, um, it is definitely worth the upgrade. All right? For those of you who have a 3GS, I will tell you that it it's worth the upgrade, but I'm not sure if you, well, obviously anybody who has a 3GS is not out of contract and they don't have the early upgrade options. I don't think it's yet worth it to go ahead and upgrade to the new hardware personally. I think because you already have, you already have the ability to do video, you already have the ability to do all the other stuff. I mean, technically, you know, if, if you're going to be shooting a lot of video, if you take a lot of photos, you really would benefit from the flash and you really want to do FaceTime and all this other stuff, then yeah, go ahead and do it. I mean, if that that's what you want to do. But here's what I, I believe is that the core features, the core functionality of all of this updates to the latest software, you can really take advantage of most of it with the iPhone 3GS if you have one. Now, of course, if you're a hardcore, you know, early adopter, you could care less what I have to say. You've already got the iPhone 4 in your hands or might unfortunately have to wait until mid-July to get it if you didn't get it today. So with that, that is my review. I have not tried out FaceTime yet, but uh, I'm sure I'll be trying that out here shortly. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to turn over to the phone lines and we're going to get Trisha on the line. Trish is a great friend of mine, and she and her husband spent the night in the streets of Cincinnati. And we're going to hear more about that. Let's get her on the line. All right, so I have Trisha on the line. Trisha, how's it going? It's going really well. We're hanging out at Panera right by Kenwood. You're hanging out at Panera by Kenwood. Totally. Yes. So so you you have the iPhone in your hand. You cannot wait to get home. But before we get into talking about the iPhone, um. Uh, tell us about your evening. How about did, how, our evening? Because uh, I I woke up this morning and I saw a tweet from you at like one thirty eight in the morning saying there are oh, thirty five yeah. people in line and you were one of them. Uh huh. Well, we got there and the mall security told us when we were still in our car in the parking lot that we couldn't be on the property until four. So we walked across to. Uh, McDonald's and there were like 30 something people on the sidewalk because they couldn't be on McDonald's property. So we were on the sidewalk on Montgomery Road and we signed a little sheet. They thought that getting people to sign up would keep things orderly. Well, that turned out to not work at all. But uh, so we signed up the sheet. We were 33 and 34 and hung out there until about 345 when we saw a bunch of people in the parking lot outside the mall start go up to the door and we figured okay mall security can't do anything at this point so we went over and it was kind of a big mass but we got right outside the door and hung out until they opened the doors at six nice now how long did you total between the time you got over there in kenwood and got out of your car all the way up until you had the iPhone in your hand. How long was it? Did you, have you calculated that yet? Six hours. Six hours. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Was it worth it? Oh, it was absolutely worth it. Tell me why. Uh, well, first of all, it was just a really neat experience the whole night just to hang out with, well, complete strangers, but they were re- really cool people and just talking about our phone and getting tips about apps and 
I learned about different GPS things and just having a really good time, small talking with people, and uh, and then just getting inside and the excitement of it all was really, really neat. And the lines and the fact that we went right to the reserve line and we were helped within 20 minutes of the store being opened. And uh, and then just the, the phone itself is awesome. I haven't really been able to check out many of the features, but I'm really excited about it. So now here's the deal. You and Jeremy both had iPhone 3GSs. And, and you guys are relatively new converts to iPhone. So, we so, are. so why the upgrade so fast? Well, the way we look at it is if we were going to get the next phone when it comes out, at that point, it would most likely be an early upgrade. Yes. So at some point or another, we would be doing an early upgrade, and we just kind of really wanted the phone. Very cool. I mean, that's really all there is to it. We just thought it'd be really cool anniversary gift for each other, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, if you're an early adopter and you're excited about the technology, uh, you know, it, it is it is real nice. I mean, it, it's definitely um, something that, that probably I would do personally. Um, you know, Stephanie, you know, she she doesn't use the video very often. Actually, I don't think she has ever recorded video herself. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe three times since she's owned her phone. Uh, she does take a lot of photos, but the photos aren't too bad. So she she really doesn't push her phone to the limit. And, and having the fact that she can run Pandora and, and kind of group things into folders and stuff like that, it's it's like a new phone for her anyway. Right. How and much, one thing... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. What I'm really excited about is uh, my niece lives in Nashville, and I don't get to see her too frequently. And it'll be nice to have that light on the camera because I don't always have very good lighting. And so I just take videos of her that I can look at any time. And it's, it's really neat to have that on hand. So it's, it's as if she was up here and I know that I'll get some better quality videos with the light and the high resolution video camera. Very cool. So let me ask you, how much did it cost since you, I mean, you, how, how long ago did you get your, your 3GS? I think six months. So six months ago, how much did it cost to do uh, the up to, to buy the new phone without having the upgrade price? My phone, I was eligible for an upgrade, I think, just because it was the primary line. Okay. And so I got it at the regular price anyone will pay. The 32 gig was 299 Okay. So you got and the 32 gig? Yes. Okay. Because my 16 3GS was almost full. <laughs> All right. So I was like, oh, I'll get another one. Uh, Jeremy's, however, he got a 16, and uh, because he was not eligible for an early upgrade, it was an additional 200. So, pre- really, pretty pricey, but so wait, I think it's absolutely worth it. So, an additional 200. So that was what? 399. 399. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, here's the deal. You know, we we can look at these prices and stuff, and and what I like to do is look at things in perspective. We, if you think about the fact that this has a five megapixel camera, um, now. If I go back a couple years, I remember buying a five megapixel camera for one hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah. All right. And it, you you take you you think about the fact that it's got a seven twenty p high def um, video camera, right. and and of course I ju- you know the Kodak Zi eight uh, will run you right around one hundred and fifty dollars today. So that's three hundred right there. 
Um, Absolutely. And and so and then all of a sudden you figure um, there's a an LED light on it, which is pretty pretty impressive. Pretty awesome. And it's built in. That I paid forty bucks for to go with my Kodak ZI8, which is not built into my Kodak ZI8. Oh uh, yeah. All right, and then you think of the fact that this is a a little computer in your pocket that is uh, the the compu- the computer, the actual processing power, and what you can do on the iPhone as a computer, gaming, all of that stuff. Oh yeah, it's it amazing. Is a billion times better than the Commodore VIC twenty, which was my first computer I ever owned. <laughs> all right, which didn't even come with a screen; you had to actually hook it up to the TV. Right. And that computer was over $1,000 when it yep. came out. Yep. So when you think about it, $399 for a handheld computer, a 5 megapixel camera, an uh-huh. HD video camera with built-in LED video light and flash. Right. This is, it's still, even without a contract, it's a pretty decent price. Now, of course, people will argue, well, gosh, Cliff, you know, it, it's a smartphone. You have to get the phone service, the contract for two years. You're not figuring in that. Well, you know what? If th- here's the deal, I you're going to have a cell phone anyway. And right. and, you know, if you don't want data, then don't buy the phone. You know, uh-huh. is you just don't get it. It's go out and buy all the individual pieces. But if you figure you're going to have a phone that has data plan already, you know, which, by the way, if we were talking about somebody who's thinking about whether or not to upgrade and whether or not it's a crazy idea to take a 3GS that has no upgradeability, uh, you know, for early pricing and upgrading, is it worth the extra $200 on top of the 199 price? I say when you look at it in perspective, yeah. I think I it think, totally I think is. so. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so let me ask you, um, have you, how much have you played around with it? Oh, not much. I mean, we got out of the store at 8, grabbed some food, found some place with Wi-Fi, and got up on gspn.tv slash live. Awesome. And so me, we haven't gotten to play around that much. Are you calling in from the phone now? Yes. It sounds great, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds really good on my end, too. Excellent. Well, Trisha, oh. thank you for calling in. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? Uh, no, not really. Uh, you should FaceTime me sometime today, though. Okay. We'll, we'll try to fit that in in between the live shows today. If that not, would be awesome. If not, it'll happen this evening. But I'm going to go ahead and do a FaceTime with uh, John here real, real quick, okay? Cool deal. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my good friend, Trisha. And uh, thank you, Trisha, for calling in. That was very awesome. Um, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to figure out how to do FaceTime live here on the show with John and, uh, he, he put his phone number in the chat room. So I'm sure he's going to get lots of phone calls now. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can get this to work. And by the way, I'm going to pause for just a second. Actually, I'm going to unpause and see how this works. Alrighty. So I, I'm, I believe I'm dialing John on the phone. And it's ringing, ringing, ringing. Yes, John. Good. Um, how do let's let's try to do this FaceTime thing. Hold on one second. All right. So I dialed him on the phone, and I don't see the option to do FaceTime. Where's the option to do FaceTime? I don't see it. I thought it was supposed to be on the phone screen up there where the keypad and the other stuff is. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't see that. Anyway, what? You have to oh the you have to press the what pound? Okay, I I don't see the FaceTime button. Do you see it? Okay, can you can you try that? Can you initiate it on your end? Because I'm not seeing the FaceTime button. Oh, wait, hold on one second. They're saying flip the keypad over. Nope, I've got I've got mute keypad speaker add call hold and contacts, but I see nothing that says FaceTime. And it says close. It's close to the speaker button. Nope, it's not on my speaker button. It says, put the phone on speaker and look. Okay. So speaker. And now I'm on speaker. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. I've got you on speaker and I still don't see FaceTime. Hmm. Are you on, are you on Wi-Fi? I am on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, I'll tell you what, John, we'll, we'll try this another time. Uh, I want to continue on with the podcast here. So thank you very much for uh, letting me try it out, but uh, we'll have to, we'll try it another time. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Alrighty. Well, that didn't necessarily work out the way that I had intended it to. I apologize, but uh, you know, Hey, uh, I, it's a feature I haven't even tried to play with yet. Um, uh, so anyway, we will. I will report on FaceTime when I actually get a chance to play around with it and see how it works. Alrighty. So with that being said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things for the show. I do have some voice feedback, but I don't believe it's iPhone related. Um, and to kind of lead the show out, I've got three minutes and I just want to tell you uh, a couple of the features that I'm aware of with the... Uh, iPhone 4 software, of course, multitasking, as I said, is pretty cool. Um, Folders uh, is really nice for managing your apps. Although, although I wish there was a way to get to like assign an icon, like um, an icon to the folder instead of having a picture of, of, of what's inside. I'd much rather have the ability to say, hey, this is games and to put like a games logo on there because I'll be honest with you, Apple, the way you're doing it, kind of ugly, not very Apple of you. It is. It, it, it is. It's extremely ugly to have those folders. And so because of that, on my home screen, on my home screen, I have zero folders. Well, no, that, I take that back. On my home screen, I actually did group my phone, SMS, contacts and Skype in one folder called phone and I'll be honest with you it it makes the front page of my screen look a little ugly I go to the second screen and I got a bunch of folders some of them are full all the way some of them not so full and uh, it's it's ugly I mean it really is ugly so I I like the fact that I can group them together I like the fact I have all of these icons on two screens uh, very easily available to me but I don't like how ugly that is. Give me the ability to put a thumbnail is what I'm thinking. I want to create a thumbnail that's, you know, I've got a folder called Apple stuff. You know, all that junk that won't let you delete off the phone. 
I want to put a big old Apple logo there. You know, fitness, I'd love to be able to just choose like the, you know, a, 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 a thumbnail that would indicate that that's health and fitness. News, uh, an RSS logo or something. Games, just something with a joystick on it. You know, I, I give me the ability to add thumbnails so that this doesn't uglify my phone. I just made up a word, uglify. Look it up. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. So, yeah, the um, the folders and stuff. Yeah, I like it. Uh, new custom gr- background. I'll be honest with you. Um, I went and changed it to something that's uh, something other than a picture because it kind of the it, the picture kind of gets lost in the background with all the icons filling it up. Uh, and so I just went for something uh, simple and nondescript. But I do. I went with right now. I'm just using the pinstripe, the black kind of pinch with the white pinstripe. I kind of like the fact that it has a little bit of a pattern back there, but. Uh, you know, that's my feelings on that. Um, tap to focus in the video. Really haven't played around with that feature a whole lot just yet, but that's a new feature of the OS 4. And of course, uh, well, there's 96 other features, and I don't know what they all are. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode in the future where we'll talk about some of the other 96 features of the iOS 4 upgrade. But hey, we've got a whole week for you to leave us your thoughts, your feelings, your feedback about the iPhone 4. Give us a call, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number, 859-795-4067. Until next time, everybody, join the community. Join the community.